0: Did you get the tickets?
1: I got two. Special sneak preview of Deathblow. Blow.
0: Death Blow. When somebody tries to blow you up, not because of who you are, but for different reasons altogether. November 25th, 2012. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. For those of you in the United States of America. Yes. Yes, we are thankful for all of you. It's cheesy, but it's true.
1: That is cheesy. And I don't think you were really sincere there, really. (gasps) It didn't seem like you were.
0: Are you kidding me?
1: I think you need to, like, at least cry a little bit. Like, I just... You all mean so much to us, and, um... Happy Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) It's just... (laughs) I try not to let it out because... And I do. it's just like a flood and it just keeps coming and I just love them all so much.
1: <laughs> wow. That that was really dirty. What? <laughs> it's like a dirty. flood that just keeps coming. Oh. Whoa.
0: This is Susan Bridges, folks. <laughs> the lady who wrote Kingery 50. That's okay. There. Yeah, all right. I'm just saying yeah. it
1: was a little... I mean, we're trying to be okay. family-friendly occasionally. And then
0: here you go.
1: I just... You I go. I would just mention that. You
0: went all over it.
1: <laughs>
0: see that one I was trying. I see. okay. okay. So we only have a couple things to talk about this week.
1: Let's talk about those things.
0: Interestingly, we have three, one, two, three updates on upcoming pendant shows to talk about. Wow. How about that? I it like all that. happened at I like once. That you
1: started with it interestingly.
0: They, just, it all happened at once.
1: I whipped that adverb. I whipped, whipped it, it out. Right out.
0: What is going on tonight? <laughs> okay. Hold on while I whip this out.
1: Whoa. It's
0: a Mel Brooks Whoa. Blazing Saddles. Okay.
1: Yes, yes, I know. Now. Now.
0: Ah, uh, let's is this see. This is item one of three. The second script has been turned in for Teresa Keller's upcoming superhero show. <gasps> Very exciting. It is progressing along. And the second script has come in and been finished for the um, horror western that you and I are writing with our writing partner friend Guy, who we'll be talking about more later. We will. And um, uh, the project that Colin Kelly is working on has uh, the outline has been approved and he is now moving into scripting the pilot.
1: That is correct.
0: And that one, I don't know if we've mentioned much about that yet, but it's going to be a uh, fantasy show. We haven't had a a pure fantasy show before ever. It's going to be our first, and it's going to be a a four-episode feature, and it's really cool. And so he's going to be working on that soon. So there's all of this stuff going on behind the scenes to bring more awesome new shows to you folks out there.
1: And you have that fresh, hot news. You did it again! With, With your turkey.
0: That are turkeys old now.
1: Well, it was fresh and hot a few days ago. Um, Yeah. Can I just say I'm really thankful for you guys.
0: Oh, shut <laughs> up. Okay, then the last couple things. Yes. I just wanted to mention that, of course, since the previous episode of TWiP... We have seen the return of Pendant Shakespeare and the premiere of Tabula Rasa. So Yay! that's two awesome new things that we had happen. So I hope you folks have enjoyed those and have checked them out. And if you haven't yet, now's a great time. What are you waiting for?
1: Yep. And you know, Macbeth, it's there. And it's it, there. It's not getting any younger, folks. So.
0: <laughs> well, it's been around for, what, 400 years, give or take. So you know. if you've
1: missed it thus far, now's a good time to check it out.
0: It's this really cool play, if you haven't heard anything about yeah. it. I, no spoilers. No. But maybe stay off of the entire world until you listened because Yeah. You know, it's it's old is what I'm saying.
1: What I'm saying is don't let another four hundred years go by. <laughs> Come on. Right. Listen in.
0: And don't wait until Tabula Rasa has reached that age of fine wine, you know, like like Shakespeare. Don't no. don't wait. And... Listen now. That's right. So that
1: you're tortured until the next month's episode wondering what will happen. Isn't next?
0: that the best way to do it?
1: I think, you know, a lot of people get spoiled because, like, we have so much stuff and you can just be like, la, 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 I'm going to blow through a whole season in one day like I did with Kingry that other day. and are going to
0: blow through. There you went.
1: I I was just saying.
0: Uh, okay.
1: But, like, people get spoiled and then they don't, they're like, I'll wait and not listen to a new show until I, you know, ha- until there's, like, three or four. You're cheaters. Dirty cheaters. So you just listen. You uh-huh. listen and you wait and you talk about
0: it okay. on
1: the list. That's okay. Do.
0: Okay. <laughs> God, yelling at them is not the best way. Oh. Probably. You don't know. All right. Listen to those shows, damn it. <laughs> well, let us know if that works. Don't. We'll do it more.
1: Don't, don't, don't swear.
0: All right. The last thing to mention here is that the uh, interview coming up is Jack Kalk's last. So we just want to say thank you very much to Jack for all of his work on the show. And we will miss you, sir.
1: We will will miss your frantic last minute emails.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you just? Oh, no! I, I had nothing meant... to do with that, Jack. You can yell at Susan. <laughs> All right.
1: Not just for interview requests, but for other things. Oh, so
0: you're saying he has poor time management skills no! across the board. I just. Across the board. I Susan says, Jack Hulk. No, no. You're mean. Mm. That's what you said. No, it you're isn't. mean I was
1: saying he's a busy boy. I
0: like Jack. Okay. I
1: didn't say I didn't like no. Jack. Oh. You know I like Jack. Jack's very likable. He's a likable fellow, would and you I say like he's him. Incredible. I would say he's incredible.
0: The incredible cult. Alright. In any case, thank you very much, Jack. It's been great having you on the show. And when we are back in two weeks, you will hear the first interview by Jordan Gottlieb. Yes! But for now, let's hear some Jack. <laughs> let's get Jack in.
1: Oh no.
2: Massachusetts, USA, home of Pete Mylan, whom you know as Tommy Arkell in The Kingery, Macbeth in The Pendant Shakespeare Presents Macbeth, uh, Freudenberg in Dixie Stenberg Presents the Dixie Stenberg and Barassi Battalion Adventure Theater, Nathan Clark in Tabula Rasa, Paul Davies in The Line, Hector in Once Upon a Time in Vegas, Victor Tresklin in Red Sands Investigations, and Student 5 on Seminar. So, welcome back to Twit, Pete. Thanks, Jack. It's uh, good to be here. We have a number of questions for you that we will just start with right now. Um we uh, this is a general question, so let's start with that one. What kind of characters do you most enjoy lending your voice to? What's your favorite role so far?
3: Um I think well I'd have to say that actually Freudenberg uh, sorry, i am looking back at the mic here. I'd have to say that uh Freudenberg is uh is my favorite character. I I've played a lot of uh a lot of villains in my time at uh, at pendant and uh, it's uh, i it's it's something that i guess i'm pretty good at but uh, i j- i just enjoyed playing uh, freudenberg more than i've you know invo- enjoyed playing any any of the other uh, dark characters
2: that works um now the accent in macbeth where did you pick that up and how and do accents
3: come easily to you uh, some do, some don't. The The accent in Macbeth didn't come terribly uh, easy to me. And if you've heard the first episode, uh, there's a couple of spots where I just straight up become Scottish Dracula. So uh, there's that macula, if you will. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got that too late. Okay, I, there I'm, we go. I'm trying to think uh, where what I based that accent on. Um, there's probably a little bit of uh a little little bit of David Tennant, uh, in his natural accent. Um you know, a little bit of Gerard Butler, just you know, Scottish actors in general. You mm-hmm. you talk in their in their own voice. But uh Yeah, it's it's if I'm honest, it's not the strongest accent I have. I, I think the German accent, uh is actually the uh, the strongest one uh, in in my arsenal because uh, I've used that you know not only as Freudenberg and uh, and in some other things uh, I actually uh, did a reading for uh, the podcast uh, pseudopod a, a horror story and I uh, I got that gig uh, based on the fact that I could read this entire horror story uh, called Gingerbread and Ashes uh, in a fairly thick German accent.
2: Hmm. I'm going to have to go look that up just because of the title. Um, What is the most difficult thing about writing and acting in The Kingery? And is it difficult writing for a character that you have given voice to for such a long time?
3: Uh, The writing of Tommy comes uh, pretty easily, I think. The most difficult difficult thing about uh, working on The Kingery is editing Tommy's lines. Because he never shuts up. He just talks all the time and I, I don't know what it is about editing his lines and you know just splicing them and putting them into a form that I can send to the directors but it just every episode it seemed to take 20 years even the ones where I just have a couple of scenes
2: and of course in the scenes where you ju- in the episodes where you just have a couple of scenes you're playing your own evil twin
3: yeah that was uh, an incredible error in judgment on my part because I, I I actually suggested that at the uh, the, the in the writer's room. Uh, yeah, we were talking about things we could do, and it, I suggested, well, what if we had two Tommies? And, you know, I can hear my voice inside my head going, shut up, shut up. You're going to have to play twice. Why, why are you still talking? Why are you still typing? No. Excellent.
2: Yeah. I really want to sit in one of those meetings and just see what it's like. Um Is it hard taking over a role another actor played, uh, specifically Hector? Was that difficult?
3: Uh, I don't think it was. uh, It wasn't that difficult. Um, It's been so long since I played Hector. Um, That was just a case where, uh, uh, you know, the opening came up. uh, The previous actor had left and. uh, I just, uh, you know, tried to put my own uh, my own spin on it, my own painful, painful spin on it. Because that, that was, you know, a physically difficult role to play because, you know, Hector is way down here at the bottom end of the register. He's even more raspy than I normally am over the course of my general day. <laughs> I mean, I literally had, you know, before I started, uh, you know, playing, you know, acting out a Hector script, I would sing a uh, you know, like a Tom Waits song at the top of my lungs to get to get that voice going so that I wasn't straining for it. Ah. I,
2: I hadn't thought about
3: that, but yeah it's it does. At the top of and now the sun's coming up. Ooh, yeah, there we go.
2: Why do copyright laws have to be so difficult? Why can't we just have Hector singing that now? It's fine. Um No, go on. I I uh, um it was previously mentioned that you were working on a new audio drama. Uh how's that going?
3: I'm I'm still working on it. Uh I spent most of the month of September uh writing a script. Um you see where it's at. I've actually got it, you know, right in front of my computer here. It uh I was trying to do sort of uh you know, it's it's November, it's National Novel Writing Month uh at the moment, which I'm also doing. Uh, so in September, I thought I was going to do a thing where I would write four pages a night and I would have a completed, uh, you know, uh, 120 pages of script by the end of the month. Um, I had ended up with 49 pages because I, it just got to the point where I was making up scenes for the sake of making up scenes. Oh, actually, no, no I tell a lie. It's 134 pages. Good God. How did it end up this big? That's what it's, she said. Oh, I see. It didn't. Happen. Um, that had to happen. I'm sorry. Actually, you know what? It's that's what he said. It's 108 pages. That's where I ended up, but uh, it wasn't even close to being done. So uh, I'm, you know, that's uh, that's going to be a first of uh, first of the year thing to uh, finally finally finish that.
2: Sounds good. Y- yeah, committing to writing like f- writing any script within any amount of time is difficult. Because I, that's something I found as a writer. It's like, oh, I have to actually sit down and do this, and I don't have enough material right now to make that from. I don't have time to plot. I just have to start writing. Um, yeah, let's see. Freudenberg, we talked about Freudenberg. Uh, Kingery, what is? Have you ever done anything in Kingery that you can't believe you did from a writing standpoint or an acting standpoint? Besides, I, mean, um, I guess we covered that with Evil Tommy, but
3: from an acting standpoint. Um... I had my uh over the past few episodes I've I've acted out my first audio sex scenes and uh that's that's bad. It's bad on every level because uh you're I'm I'm having to make sounds um it just it doesn't come natural, you know, into a microphone making these sounds I I don't want to elaborate uh, yeah okay this is your your
2: first scene really you, you just you've been around with Pennant for so long I'm I'm kind of I'm a little surprised by that
3: yeah it's uh, as far as I can remember yeah it's that that was the fir- yeah the, the first uh, the first time in uh, I think it was season five episode ten where uh Tom, uh, you know, the other Tommy is having his freak outs. Oh, actually, I tell, well. Well, anyway, you know, over the past year or so, there have been. Uh, A number of them. Sounds, noises. Yeah.
2: Moving forward, what was it like seeing Freudenberg in the Dixie comic? Was it like you imagined? Have you seen the Dixie
3: comic? I haven't seen the Dixie comic. I've, I've seen the Dixie comic. Um. Yeah, it was it's uh interesting to see uh to see that. Um yeah, well I've 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 said this I've said this many, many times before. Um that uh when I first started playing Freudenberg, I pictured him as sort of this uh you know, this middle middle aged guy with a you know, big bushy mustache, you know, and dirty coveralls. And uh I didn't know that he you know, he was supposed to be a uh you know, sort of a young guy. Um, and once I found that out, eh, I didn't change the voice at all. It's just the same voice.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I don't know that that's necessarily changed anything about him. He's just a little younger than you thought, and he just talks like he's a little older.
3: Um, it, of course, it, it meant that, uh, in, uh, the, uh, sort of Freudenberg spotlight, uh, episode during that last year uh, there's a bit where we flash back and we see grandpa freudenberg so i had to make him sound just incredibly ancient i forgot about grandpa freudenberg huh
2: go back and listen to dixie yes um and i swear i swear i did not submit this question um is there anything you can tell us about what's coming up as nathan clark and tabula rasa
3: I have no idea what's going on with Nathan Clark and Tabula, so I'm I'm learning everything as as I get the scripts. Um, um we should change that. Anyway. Yeah, I, I well no, that's fine, because Nathan certainly doesn't know what's going on in that script in, in, in that show. He's just taking yeah. it as it comes.
2: Nathan just sits and growls and grumbles. Which I, I have to say, most characters I was able to find their voice really easily. And with Nathan, it was just kind of like, I'm just going to write words and make them happen and let him speak. And then we finally got an actor to play the role, and that was you. And all of a sudden, the, the gates opened, and I was like, oh, this is how Nathan Clark is. He's Pete. Well, thank you. Um, for, for better or for worse, that, he's Pete Milan.
3: That, that's a part that I really didn't think I was going to get. Um, I think I, I auditioned for, uh, for Ganymede, uh, the audiobook narrator, and pardon me. <clears throat> the, uh, the Nathan Clark read uh, was really just off the top of my head. I, I just saw that the show was set in Chicago, and I just did a, you know, basically I'm doing one of the Ditka guys from uh, the Saturday Night Live sketch. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's another guy. Yep. Yep. That uh, I, I picture him as, uh, there's an actor named Richard Reel. If you've ever seen Office Space, he's the guy who uh, he's the guy who gets fired because he can't explain what he does. And then he invents the the jump to conclusions, Matt. And that's that's who I picture Nathan Clark as looking like. I, I, yep.
2: Yep. Yep. Basically. Oh, OK. Ah, good. Maybe
3: maybe without the mustache. But yeah, basically. Just a guy that eats, uh, you know, sausage for lunch every day. Exactly. And he hates decaf. As do all good folk.
2: Yes. And salad, too, which I've learned in writing. Um, Anyway, uh, that's all the questions we have. This is Pete, your time to plug any other stuff you want to plug.
3: Well, I would actually love to plug uh, LibriVox. I have done two audiobooks for uh, LibriVox now. Um, uh, LibriVox.org is the website uh, I have done two readings of uh, a series of detective novels starring a character called Ashton Kirk uh, these were written in the uh, early 20th century and uh, they're very silly and uh, this character is basically Sherlock Holmes with the, uh, with the serial numbers filed off and uh, they're, they're pretty goofy but uh, they were a lot of fun to perform and I think there's, like, a dozen, uh, a dozen accents in both of them. Uh, so let me, uh, actually, I don't think there's any, you know, easy way. Just, if you go to LibriVox.org, do a search for Ashton Kirk, all one word with a hyphen between the two things, Ashton-Kirk, uh, it'll come up. Okay. And That works. And hopefully I'll be doing uh, a few more of those uh, in the future. Alrighty. Well, on that note, thank you for joining
2: me, Pete. Alright, thank you. And you guys can catch Pete next in... The Kingery, Season 6, Episode 4, Come Get It, premiering December 5th, 2012. Mazel tov. It's over.
0: It's over. It's
1: over. Just the interview, it's over. Coming out Wednesday, November 28th, Episode 37 of Genesis Avalon.
4: Since the king was ferried across the waters to the Isle of Avalon, the gods have charged their high priestess and priest to protect the world from the forces of evil until his return. You know this already. You know about the powers, the strength, the duty, but not those who have come before. I am Genesis Avalon, the last priestess to the Isle of Avalon and all of the Celtic gods or of their struggles. <laughs> oh my no, god, Asara, you must leave. You must leave now. What? Why? What's going on? You cannot be here. He will find you and he will kill you. Go! Genesis! But it is time that you know. You need to understand what happened. How all of this really started. About how I fell from grace.
3: Genesis Avalon, episode 37, in that book which is my memory, airing November 28, 2012, only on PendantAudio.com.
4: It's time for you to know everything.
1: Coming out Wednesday, December 5th, Season 6, Episode 4 of The Kingery.
4: Next time on The Kingery. This Friday! Friday! Friday. The Kingery Resort and Casino presents an event so intense it will rock your world! No! Folks! You scared the crap out of me!
3: Sorry, Tithia. I really... Um, I just stopped. Uh... Uh, oh what are you doing in Ma's apartment? Uh, you, I am not done here. I will
0: see that this place is rid of the Arkells and every filthy thing you touch. I don't care what I have to do
4: or who comes next. Do you hear me?
3: Shouldn't you be tying some screaming woman to a transport rail while you say that? Ah!
4: Back off, Richards. Everything is being recorded here. You have nothing. Just walk and you won't get hurt.
3: Only at PendantAudio.com Well, I think the phrase is okay, don't you? I mean, kingery. You can get it. it. It's good, right?
0: And as a special treat for you, we've got a blooper reel from Seminar!
4: Woo! Woo! Oh, sweet! I just got tickets for Transformers for tomorrow night! Awesome. What? What is it? What? 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 That's enough whats, right, Colin? If you need any more whats, Colin, you let me know and I'll throw some more whats at you. Because. 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 Because.
1: Because. 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 I'm 36 for champ.
4: I get, I, I, get I, I get a banana when I
2: finish a page.
4: I get a banana when I finish a page. I get a banana when I finish a page. I get a banana when I finish a page. I get a banana when I finish a page. Am I right? That is what you thought? Is a good kitty? Yes, it is a good kitty.
1: Okay, gulp.
4: <laughs> I don't know how to gulp. Ugh, oh, great. How do I gulp? I don't know how to gulp. <coughs> I can belch, as proven seconds ago. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, is that a gulp? I'm a monkey. i monkey tell you where to shove that pinky. I expect your finals to be turned in tomorrow. Until next time, the rest of the class is dismissed. Yikes. I a little
3: glados. I like it. My entire life, I have spent developing
4: highly efficient... This,
3: this is hard, a lot German is hard. I hope you know that.
4: After all, in the last... All of my- Yeet! <laughs> that was funny. Yeet. How do you how do you spell yeet? Y e e t e. Yeet. <laughs> nice. It's not a word. <laughs> Sarah Palin would make it a word. <laughs> she would.
0: Uh, it's chimp.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm batchimp. I'm batchimp.
4: Yay! Oh my god, yay! Oh my
1: god, yay! Oh my god. I'ma kiki's cake. Okay. Oh my god, we don't
2: hate them. Oh my god. Yes, we do. Oh my god. Oh my god. Death, destruction, paper cuts, slicing of hand.
4: Oh. Excuse
2: me. If someone has super awesome good luck and re- uh,
3: wish I had some. We lost nearly half of our company. Looks like a sniper, sir. I think he's up in that third building. I swear I could... Words are hard.
4: I can read. I can read words. Wow, that was impressive, I think. <laughs> well done, there. La, 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 the show
1: is almost done.
0: And that's the end of our show. That's it. That's all we got for this week. So. So.
1: It's good. You're probably busy eating and napping anyway. Or you're like, I'll never eat again.
0: Don't never eat again.
1: That's that's probably not a good idea. Because then you, you would be able to listen
0: that. to Tabula Rasa and Pendant Shakespeare.
1: You would miss important shows. And Seminar shows.
0: and Genesis Avalon and The Kingery. And Red Sands, and Dixie, and Vegas. Wow. You gotta listen.
1: So that do was, it! That was an impromptu mentioning of all the shows? Well,
0: you know, why not? And then I yelled, like you said, at my work.
1: Yeah, it might. You don't know. We haven't tried it. Go! Oh! That was weird.
0: A little bit. Best I could do.
1: Okay
0: be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash pendant, the Live journal community at community.livejournal.com slash pendantaudio, the Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendantaudio, the Twitter feed at twitter.com slash pendantweb, and the Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks.
1: This is Susan Bridges.
0: And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for
4: listening. You know that bit when when we said that we should get Jack in it. We should have just sung that,
0: that song from South Park about San Diego. Jump in
1: anytime. Any anytime. That is hard to sing. It's in a very low register.
0: I didn't say you had to sing it, I just thought you could say something so we could end this show with a modicum of dignity.
1: Oh, I don't think we even have a modicum to go around. A quantum? Um oh, no, you missed it. May come to go around.
0: What am I missing?
1: It, it, it's a okay, never mind. I clearly am dirtier than you I just you all mean so much to us and um happy Thanksgiving.